and I'm worth it. She just went through a breakup. She's fragile and ninja, and she's mean as fuck. Still moving like a dolphin under me. Odd, like oddly a good banger, right? Oddly weird lyrics. You don't like the lyrics? And I wanna know. Are you serious? No, I don't think so. I'm a grass stain on your ass or some shit. Yeah, yeah. This is Third Eye Blind. Legendary band coming in and hot with Tropic Scorpio, it's called. Tropic Scorpio. Tropic Scorpio. Is this a new song or an old song? I think it's new because it was on my... Um, Spotify something. It was on my, like, uh, whatever, the Discover Weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I heard it, I'm like, this sounds like Third Eye Blind, but, like, when we think of Third Eye Blind, we think of... When we... You don't think of Third Eye Blind ever? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> really? Literally, it's a thought that's never, ever, honest to God, never, ever come to my mind. What's the most never like, ever? <laughs> what's what's? Do you know any punk bands? Um, Billy Talent, I think. <laughs> oh, this guy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah come on. That's, okay, yeah. Any, anybody else? Um, shit. That's uh, I mean, <laughs> that's all I got. Wow. Oh, uh, no, no, no. What's the other ones? Oh man, the Grade Eight ones. Okay, Lincoln Park, obviously. Okay, what kind of music do you listen to? Lincoln Park. I know a lot of Lincoln Park. Uh, like, I genuinely want to know what and, like, a Mar. Good Charlotte. Is that, yeah, yeah, is that Good one? Charlotte's banging. Remember Grade Seven? Yeah. Damn. See, that's what I mean. You need to update this shit. Lincoln Park, Good <laughs> Charlotte, and Billy Talent. Man, you're literally great. Seven, eight. It's like I'm talking to you from high school. Yeah, back when we had like baggy pants and uh, chain wallets. Chain wallets. <laughs> yeah. You, you seen the type to have a chain wallet? Me? Uh, hey, man. My brother did. Yeah. I don't know if I. I never had a chain wall because I'm like I had nothing in my wallet to steal. Yeah. Exactly. We were like so young. We didn't have any. Wallets. Yeah, I think I had. Um, there used to be a internet cafe in Streetsville. Okay. Called Cozy Net. Okay. It was where um, Burrito Boys is now. True. And so I used to have a membership there. And I remember on my pass, I had like a three noodles. <laughs> and I'm like, if someone steals this shit, they're going to get my noodles. As a, it's so crazy, though. As a teenager, that's Cozy the Net. shit that you like care about, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Cozy Nut just sounds like the worst dust. Not Cozy Nut. Oh, obviously not Cozy oh. Nut. <laughs> Cozy Net. Cozy Nut. It just <laughs> yeah. sounds like they have like some dusty ass couches. Some no, Chesterfields. They had it was like when Internet Cafes like was it was like you'd go and game. Yeah. Nowadays you get a gaming computer for so cheap. Yeah. But back then it was different. That was where I uploaded my first ever YouTube video At ever. CozyNet. Holy! I just I've never talked about this. See? My first ever video ever uploaded to the internet was Stacy's mom. <laughs> and I honestly a banger. It was a banger. No, for no, no. Shout out! Is it still on your page? Yeah, it is. Yo, just yeah, search is. up Danocracy, Stacey's no, mom. It, it wouldn't be under Danocracy. No? I can't reveal my other account. I think I might know. I think you probably yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it was a Stacey's mom music video, but it was on a website called Yashi, which no longer exists. <laughs> Did I tell you this before? Have I talked about this before? No, I've never talked about Yashi. Really? So life. it was called Yashi, and they had porn. It had it, it was basically like a... Do you remember... Um, oh, like, it was like a video upload. It was just like... E-bombs world or something. E-bombs, yeah, it was like... Any video content could live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be like Stacy's mom, and then the recommended would be like slamming Stacy's mom. Who's <laughs> 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 was just like the crazy shit, but I'm like, oh, this is kind of whatever. And then about two months later, uh, YouTube came out because Yashi was gone. Yeah. I'm like, damn it, my video's not online anymore. And I uploaded it to YouTube, like right when it was a baby, man. I've been on YouTube since the start. I'm wow. so proud of that. Wait, was there porn on YouTube ever? I feel like there was. I've seen porn on YouTube before. Yeah. I have because, uh, and this wasn't, I mean, this was probably within the, yeah, probably the past seven years. Damn. But it was like, I, and it wasn't, I was searching it. I saw the thumbnail. It was like cheerleaders on a school bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the football player, I'm like, there's no way. And I click it and they were. And I'm like, I don't know how long and this will were. ever happen again. Like <laughs> porn on YouTube. Yeah, that's a moment in history. Yeah. Damn. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today <sighs> we are uh, talking about some life lessons. Some well, lessons least, you've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Across um, your life. You know what we need to talk about? Can we talk about this really quick? This, yeah, this, yeah. this um, Omicron? Omicron? What the fuck is it called? Uh, Omicron? Uh, uh, Omicron. Omicron? Omicron. Ma- Magnum, Magnum Prime. Some yeah, shit. that sounds like yeah, a yeah. snack. Omicron. It's crazy, man. We know the Greek alphabet because of this shit. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, well, it's so stupid. Go, 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 go. Go in. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is bad, eh? <laughs> no, let me, let me, okay. From no, my... No, you have good reason to talk shit. Okay, so basically yesterday morning I wake up, I get a text saying, yeah. Dan, your Vegas trip is canceled. I was scheduled to go to Vegas first week of January to go to CES. Would have been awesome. It was like with a really cool brand too. Yeah. And it got cut. Cut. And I'm like, you know how much I was looking forward to that? Oh my God. Because last year CES was digital. Yeah. It wasn't the same. So I was kind of bummed out about that. 
So I look up the symptoms of this thing. Mm. And, and I want an honest, neutral, I don't want to sound like an anti-whatever because yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The symptoms I've seen are dry throat, fatigue. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. No, it's weaker, man. It's oh, weaker. Okay, okay, okay. It's, I don't think it's respiratory. Oh. Huh. I well, I look. I screenshot it from a medical website, and I know people. No, are like, well, maybe fatigue comes from respiratory. Like if you if you get no oxygen, this is two doctors not talk. This is two not doctors talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, is, they're not going to well, say you're fatigued because you can't breathe. Uh, so here it says fatigue, a scratchy throat, runny nose, headache, and other body aches and pains. That sounds like a day of skiing. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. No. Uh, why? Totally does. Why? That's the hard part about all this shit. By the way, is like, I wish there was like a. Your left eye would be red or your left eye would be purple. And like you just know right away and you yeah. stay home. Done. But a scratchy thing, you want to convince yourself. You're like, I don't know if I got this. But even if you did have it, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, is it worth shutting things down again? Going into lockdown again? Like yeah. we're potentially most likely going to do that. Yeah, we're, we're locking down. So not only did they take Vegas from me, okay? Yeah. My 30th birthday is coming up on the 30th. 30 on 30. 30 on 30. If Champagne. They, if they implement a capacity rule... Ooh. My place that I'm having my party at may not let me have it. By the way, update, I'm not coming to your birthday party. I think d- so, I knew so this. take me out of the capacity. I think I knew this last week, though. <laughs> Why aren't you coming? Uh, I got trips. So this is the other side of Omicron. Right? Yeah. Your pain is my is my livelihood, and I'm, I'm so happy. Um, I got some flights canceled as well <laughs> because they're, like, stopping flights certain places. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to work end of the year. You know, I don't want to work end of December. Mm-hmm. Christmas, New Year's, and all that shit. Right. Cancel these flights, Perfect. Maybe. So you're available to come to my birthday. That's well, what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, um, first of all, voice card. Second of all. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> guy. Second of all, Vancouver. Yeah, I'll be in Vancouver. Anyways. Why are you going to Vancouver? That's for work? That, yeah, that's is it for work, work? Yeah, or is it for, for like I, ISA? I, no, I'm spending <laughs> New Year's Eve in the airport hotel. Okay. So, you know, well, I'd rather be at your place. There you go. With the capacity. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I'm just sort of really frustrated by this thing because I'm like, I'm just, man, you know what it is? I'm just so ready for it to be over. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get into this topic. Um, go ahead. So, yeah, I want to talk about, like, you know, some some lessons we, we, we've we kind of accrued over life, you know? Accrued, that's a word. Accrued? I knew you, you looked at me when you said it. You're like, go ahead, challenge me, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> what is it? Man, the accrued, last... Like, you know, like you've picked up, like you've uh, accumulated. 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 Who says accrued? Um, and because you have more life lessons, I feel like, because I was like, oh, I think I have like two life lessons. Dan's like, I got five already. Um, oh, are we so just we'll skipping the word? Are we just skipping accrued? No, accrued <laughs> means accumulated. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah. Man, that sounds like a something a non-playable character would say. <laughs> you must accrue knowledge. Okay, let's get into life lessons. Yeah. You got yours? Now, let's clarify. Okay, guys, these life lessons are based off of our own personal experiences. Yeah. I, and I knew what's crazy is if you were to sit down with, let's say, 100 people, mm. do you think you could write a pretty decent book? 100%. But don't you think some people's life lessons will contradict others? And uh, I'll, I'll show you yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah, of yeah. mine... Some of ours will probably contradict. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, you may not believe it or... Because our experiences are different. Yeah. Experience is everything. And that's why I love this topic. And that's why also on this topic, I'm going to make a serious note. Please, guys, let us know what you think of this podcast and what... You know, how you feel about our life lessons. Because there is going to be some disagreements mm-hmm. and some agreements and some shit that you guys know that we don't know. Yeah. So... Love to know. Uh, but Perfect. first, starting with Dan. Okay, so first up, I got uh, nobody knows what they're doing. Ooh. And I don't mean this in a jaded way of like, fuck the system. Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nobody knows how to make it a perfect, successful life. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. These billionaires or whatever don't get born into a world where they already know they're going to be billionaires. Damn. So nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, you're going to see people give advice after they've made it. Yeah. And it's much easier. Remember this. It's much easier to give advice once you've done it, of course. Yeah. But in the moment, they were living a life of this may or may not work. The risk was there. Uncertainty. Uncertainty was there. So don't live your life. If you're pursuing something right now and you're like, I don't know if it's going to work out. I promise you, everybody had sort of made it, went through a period where that happened. Damn. I love this one, man. So that's my first one. No, keep going. Keep going. I mean, that's my first one. Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. I think it was like a... Good old Stevie over there, Steve Jobs. Um, he was like, the, it's hard to connect the dots looking forward, but looking back at everything you've done in life, you know how to connect the dots. Right, right. right. You, you know how to um, 
how signing up to volunteer here made you this person and then when you went to do this and then that job that taught you that and like connecting the dots looking back very easy right everything forward you don't yeah. know where you're going it's sort of like uh, like branches together yeah so i think people need to realize that is people often will compare and this is sort of tied they'll compare themselves to other people in their field that have made it that act and walk around like they knew what they were doing the whole time mm. that's all a part of the facade mm. and i think if you were to make it too you would carry that as well because that sort of comes with the confidence i've done it too yeah i mean i had a a meeting today with my manager now which sounds great to say let me <laughs> say that <laughs> and i was telling her i'm like I was like, Alex, like I know what I'm doing with the TikTok algorithm. Yeah. I do. I pulled in 2.6 million views in two days. Sheesh. And that's not just a once thing. Like, yeah. I like my mind is touching the shit. It's just, oh, like right now I could comfortably say I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I know I can't moving forward. But what that what other people are hearing that as is like, oh, he must have always known. I went into TikTok the same as everybody else. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And you sort of analyze, you pick things up. So anyways, my first life lesson is nobody knows what they're doing um, until they do, I guess. Even with this Omicron shit, a lot of these government politicians don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, clearly. Man. Yeah, they're just clearly. saying shit. <laughs> um, being unique. Obviously, this is an easy one for me. You guys know this. Being unique is a superpower. Just be friggin' different. And so many more things will come your way. Like, let's say algorithm. You're going. Say, no, 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 no. I want you to go because, yeah. because this may be our first contradiction. Yeah, I think so. No, I want to hear what you say because it sounds good. Um, so let's say with the, um, with, let's say, uh, Instagram algorithm, right? Everyone's kind of posting the same old shit. Everyone's posting, you know, some clean ass lines, some food pictures that look the same way, reels that look the same thing. But... And no one wants to go be unique. But as soon as you do something unique, more people mm. haven't seen that done before. Okay, fair. So less people can, like, A, talk shit and be like, oh, well, no, I think it should look like this. No, you have no experience in that. This no, is no. unique. This is so different. So I don't have to I don't have to make it look a certain way. Okay, so I agree with you in terms of, yeah, pursue that. Where I don't agree is that people won't have ammo to say shit. I've never met a troll that's been... Uh, huh, that's unique. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, I've never met a troll that's respected uniqueness. <laughs> You're so right. You're like, so right. No troll has experience in the field. Let's be clear. I make rugs now, and I have people going, you probably shouldn't use one yarn. I look at their profile. It's like a 14-year-old kid that plays Minecraft. I'm like, you've How do never people done know it. all this shit? You've never what done yarn? it. yarn? <laughs> Man, the amount of times with resin, too. I'm like, you don't do it. And when I look at their work, it is so damn sloppy. I'm like, why are you correcting me? Yeah. You know, like, so... I agree. You're, you're, you, I, that hits. Look, 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 look. That if, if you become a tech YouTuber, right? Right. People know exactly what a tech YouTube video should look like. It's got this A, B, C, X, Y, Z, right? There are, I, I, honest to God, if I see a rug video, I have zero, like, yes. idea to be like, I think this looks bad. Like, that. it's like playing, um, playing someone else's song. When you play someone else's song and you riff on it, People can point out, oh, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. If you make your own original song, it just comes out beautiful, right, man. Right. It, it, it's a fair point. And I think that's why I got into rug tufting too, is I'm like, I don't see anybody. I mean, I've obviously seen rug tufting videos, to be clear. Yeah. But I, but there isn't enough people doing... Tufting the rugs. No, doing DIY start to finish holding hand. Okay, my mm -hmm. content is hand-holding content, just to be clear. You watch it, the amount of people that have said... Like, I went to the gym last night. And one of the trainers there was like, hey, man, like, those are some sick rugs. He's like, I actually almost, <laughs> yeah. it makes me want to do it. Yo. And, and the whole idea is that's the idea. I want to show you guys how to do it. Yeah. But there's there's a million and one rug tufting videos where it's just sound effects and drawing, which is smart, by the way, because yeah. you can condense it into one minute. But I find it more beneficial. Anyways, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, man, being unique. I'm just, I'm going to skip a few and get to my potentially uh, contradictory one. Love okay? it. Let's see it. Uh, I didn't mean to hit that. Uh, my contradicting one is that there isn't a normal. Ooh. So what? stop. Here's here's my life lesson here. There isn't a normal. We're all struggling so hard to be under the radar or just the status quo. Don't stir the pot. Let's just go in there and do what everybody else does. But everybody else in there is doing the same thing. That there is the uniqueness that you're mentioning is so feared so that everyone just sort of creates this normal. But I promise, like, I would say majority of people would do things differently if it was in their favor. Okay. 
how do you think this contradicts what I what I was saying? I I I, th- I think it potentially contradicts in terms of you're saying strive to be unique. Yeah. Um. I. Ag- yeah. Hold on. See, see what I did there, guys? I'm trying to bring him, <laughs> see it himself. How? That's exactly what. I, yeah. No, no, no. It, it's um. I maybe okay, maybe contradictory is the wrong word. What yeah. I mean by like. Because I feel like it agrees. You're saying don't be normal. I'm saying there isn't even a normal. Ah, uh, I see. I, that, see. I think that's where the only difference... Because I agree with what you're saying. True, 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 true. You'll hit gold when you do things Different. differently. Yeah. 100%. Um, but the problem is people think there's a normal. And just from my life experience, which I've got like 30 years of it. Yeah. I just say that there really isn't a normal. I see people do things differently. There may be a right and wrong. Yeah. But a normal is something that is so damn blurry. What? When was there a time that you learned that lesson that you're like, oh shit, this, for either this lesson or the other ones too? I learned that lesson when I was in college, mm-hmm. when I was going through anxiety. I realized that I could fake normal at the time. Uh, like, and normal being just okay. coast by, Air okay. Quotes. And I think when I got involved with mental health or mental health started to affect me, I realized, wow, I can actually fake this. And I I started to wonder how many other people are faking this. Faking normal or faking anxiety? Faking um, a sense of normal, even though there's nothing normal going on inside of them at the moment. Yeah. So I then went to therapy. I made a video years later on YouTube, and the amount of people that I knew came out and said, oh, my God, I was at the same time, too. And I'm like, wow, we Mm. were all just faking. Normalness. A sense of normalness just to maintain it. That I'm like, our problems were probably expanded because we were trying to fight our our real urges yeah 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 imagine yeah. we were all just like sorry i'm a little depressed i'm really anxious how all of that would just dissipate but instead we're like Haha, laughing at fake jokes going through those friendship hangouts we don't want to be there wow uh, hey a little anxiety story here for you um <laughs> this is i think i learned it from you i'm pretty sure if i date stamp everything mm. i learned this off you yeah, and you learn this off someone else. Okay, okay. Uh, there's um, uh, someone we interviewed, uh, Kayla. Yep. Right. Yep. You said one of the most powerful things she's ever done that you've seen. Right. <laughs> this is crazy. This story like lives in my head. Yes. Um, yeah. Was that there was like a dinner, and I guess she was having like some sort of uh, anxiety attack or panic attack, and then she's like, "Hey guys, sorry, excuse me, I'm just gonna yes. step out for like yes. two minutes." Yeah. She goes open. out. She was open about it. First person I've ever seen do that. And you were like down the table. You're like, holy shit. I was across from her. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny about that whole thing. I think about that Kayla uh, episode sometimes. Yeah. Um, the Kayla episode was interesting. Okay. Because we were at my studio at the time, which was which was underneath her shop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she was somebody I genuinely wanted on this podcast for that exact reason, that mm. she was the first person in my life that I saw in a localized sense mm. you'll see celebrities whatever do it in a localized sense um own the anxious moment that she was having true so she we were there and um i was definitely in the thick of it i was really trying to fight anxiety at that stage of life yeah and she was like no i'm not i'm just feeling a little anxious um and and i don't know did i say she left the table yeah she like basically like stepped out and then like maybe her friends were like yeah no she'll she'll come back yes yeah yeah that's what it was yeah and I, to see somebody handle it with such mastery, uh, yeah, and care and f- like breeziness, yeah, I was like amazed, and that's why I wanted to talk to her. The problem was, um, I had just broken up with my girlfriend at the time, mm. who was a good friend of hers. True, and I thought to myself, "Damn, this is always and forever going to be construed as um, a way to sort of stay in that circle." Oh, but, but what but what we're doing right now yeah. is another one of my points. Uh-huh. Um, and I was so fearful of that because I'm like, I want her on this podcast. At the time, we were very much a mental health podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, fuck, man, people are still going to assume. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I've never assumed that. Honestly, but you didn't know. But I also didn't know. You're right. But watch this. So after hearing that, okay, there was one time me and uh, my friend Lou, we're in Italy or something. I think we're in yes, Italy or Madrid. Yes, yeah. Okay. And man, we were in this like hookah, like shisha shop, which is like so Arab of us. <laughs> like we go to Italy yeah. just to <laughs> have some shisha. <laughs> uh, but it was really nice. So at the shisha shop, 
all I was hearing, if you've ever, like, you know, it's kind of like this, like, it's got this, like, water gurgling sound and goes, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And all the shishas, bro, it, I don't know what happened to me. I just said, I don't know. When I heard that sound, it, honest to God, made me feel like I was, like, drowning underwater. And I just, I couldn't take that sound anymore. I honestly couldn't take the sound anymore. Yeah. And I was smoking shisha, so it's like, you know, a pretty masculine thing to do. Right. And I was in my head, I was like, Frank, do I leave this damn place? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. like tell people like I can't handle the sound of shisha <laughs> water. Yeah, yeah. Like and, yeah. and I I just felt like I was drowning and I just looked at Lou and I honestly got I thought of you telling that story. I thought of Kayla telling that story. And I was like, yo, I yeah, excuse me, I gotta be back in like two, three minutes. And he was so fine. He's like, Yeah, man, do your Most thing. people would be fine with that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The thing about mental health is mm. that when you open and talk about it, people don't forget. No. I remember every sort of lesson or experience that I've had or have been given um, with my relationship with my own mental health. Yeah. And I remember what helped me and what didn't. Mm. So damn clearly. It's just so emotionally important. It sticks to your mind. Of course, because at the time, it's a life raft and what other otherwise would be sort of you struggling and feeling like you're drowning, right? So... I think uh, with the, the Kayla story, yeah. it was like that was the catalyst why we had her on there, to be honest. It was. Amazing. Um, I know she she was, she was has dealt with uh, mental. She's been open about it. But there's a lot of people that have. Mm -hmm. But she is someone at the time that I for sure, for sure, if this never came up, she would never have yeah. thought about this, right? That I'm like, I feel like I need to tell her that that sort of, I remember you telling me about her. You, you're like, man, we need to have her on because I really need to tell her how important her doing that was for me. It's an interesting relationship. Like anytime, uh, I, well, that was three, four years ago. Man, that was four years ago. Damn. Four years ago. Um, and that was at the end of my relationship. So anytime when you get into a relationship and it ends and you know you're not going to see any of their friends anymore, like... I'm relatively okay with that. Like, I was never really close with any of her friends. Yeah. So it's been easy. With, let's take Kayla, I knew I probably wouldn't see her again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that I'm like, this is an opportunity where both people could also benefit from somebody that is so far along yeah. their sort of journey with it. Um, and one that's impacted me. And and I haven't seen her since. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I called it, you know? Yeah. Um, is it my thing or your thing? Oh no, I feel like you just said your thing. No, no, no. I just said that there isn't an, uh, the the contradictory one. Oh yeah, that there isn't a normal. Um, okay, I'll go. The importance of a two parent household. Yo, okay. So I one time I was like, maybe it was it this year or last year, but I was like looking at myself and I was like, man, why am I like not disciplined? Like, why is my, why is my Bedroom, disorganize the shit. Why can I, like, not stick to a subject? Um, I'm not saying I have, like, ADD or anything, ADHD, but, you know, of, like, just bouncing around from topic to topic, I feel like I'm not disciplined enough. And I was, like, thinking about it, and I don't know if I was, like, scapegoating my dad here or anything, but my dad at, like, age 13 was, like, he went overseas to, like, work, and I feel like I didn't have, like, a, a big, like, let's say, dad figure in the house. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that made me so undisciplined. And there was like a time when I was like, I was so close to like dropping out of university. Um, and in many ways I was like trying to drop out myself from university. And like my dad had to like come like one, two times. And it's just, it's just so important to see the, the importance of having two parents in a household. Like, especially a dad for discipline you know, it's, it's and a mom for caringness. And like, shit. yeah, when you, this is a tough conversation, obviously, but when you lack a parent or parental figure, yeah. you're of course going to be missing out on something. Yeah. Not to say every dad is a discipliner anyways. Mm -hmm. um, however, there are situations and a lot of situations where it's probably better that there isn't two. Yeah, you know, actually, you're so right about that. Like in terms of if it's an abusive household or if one of the parents is a drug user or yeah. uh, alcoholic, these are things that could actually cause more damage than if they were to remain in your life. That was actually one of like the studies they were doing. Uh, I heard was like, yeah, you're way better off. Exactly what you said. Where you're way better off in a peaceful one parent household. Yeah. Than a destructive two parent household. 
the amount of stuff that you pick up from your parents at a young age. This is one of my things, by the way. Mm. Uh, and let's let me tie it to this. Uh-uh. Because my life experience was all actions stem from people's uh, past experiences, Oof. right? Um, so this is this this goes hand in. So not everything is personal. Meaning, if someone is really rude to you or aggressive, and you barely know them, yeah, um, it's not necessarily something you've done. We've talked about this on a number of podcasts where people are very quick to be like, "What did I do? What's wrong with me?" and make it about them. Yeah, and truthfully, I could say I've learned a lot of things. Maybe majority of things aren't necessarily a response to you, but more so something of their past or upbringing. Yeah, that they're projecting out now. That they're projecting out. So when you're in a turbulent household as a kid, um, you pick up on a lot of these things, like in terms of problem solving, love, relationships. Mm. Um, If you don't see that in a concrete foundation, you're going to sort of realize that's going to become normal for you, right? And you're going to then go about your life living this skewed Normal, Normalness, right? Where you think abuse is part of or healthiness, and, yeah, yeah. And, and that affects people, right? It's crazy, man. People's past is like it's so, yeah. It's it's such a indicator of how you're gonna be in the future, yeah. And it's very like statistically hard to get out of that, but it's not po- impossible. It's not like, impossible. Like therapy. Listen, I'm the biggest advocate for therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a lot of things that. First off, the, the saying you don't get out of childhood unscathed is yeah. true. Everybody has shit, and a lot of that shit is tied to their childhood. Whether or not you were perfect, whatever you classify that as, you had a super wealthy upbringing, you had a poor upbringing, you had a middle class, it doesn't matter. Everyone's going to have their own shit. Yeah. So I think therapy can help you with those. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're going to hate how I do this, but uh, there was this lesson uh, talking about like therapy and how you can get out of impossible-ish situations. Um, the boy, the one and only at call and response. Oh my God, this, you're getting paid to mention this guy. <laughs> no, I really, I really am not, but he, he did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, so the backstory for, for call and response is like, I bring, uh, there's no need to, for, to do a backstory. Cause I talk about him once every five episodes. Cause I love yeah. the guy so much. Um, and he's a friend of mine, but, uh, anyways, you re- basically Amar references call and response. You've done this since like episode 50. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even earlier than that, maybe. There was a time when I got paid by. <laughs> yeah, you must have. So, um, okay, so he was talking about this freight train analogy, and I love this freight train analogy, right? So imagine all the shit that's gone in your life, like all the bad shit in your life is a friggin' freight train. It's barreling down. Mm, it's just okay. coming down at you, yeah. and it's going to hit you hard, mm. right? The Not the expectation, but we want to stop that freight train. But that freight train is not going to be stopped like this. Right. It's not going to, you're not going to put your hand out, some Gandalf shit, and it's going to just stop. Right. What you got to do is slow it down. So I feel like when you were talking about like therapy and all that, um, therapy helps pump the brakes, is pumping the brakes, is slowing it down. Mm. Right. And what you got to do with this freight train isn't stop it at its tracks, but you got to slow it down until it comes to a full stop. And then you actually start pushing it yes. the other way. Yes. And therapy, I think, is one of those things where it's like, it's another filter that slows it down, but also it starts pushing the train the other way. Absolutely. If you need it to. Like, I even de- if you're now, let's say, air quotes, better, um, you... It's conti- it's continual work, right? Because exactly. at the end of the day, you are moving a train. And that's exactly what a lot of... That's the impact. You got a shout out? Call and response, though. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the impact. Yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. That's the impact that you have going against you. Yeah. Is a childhood. And that's hard to, to fight against. Like I want to debunk therapy for a second. Mm. I think a lot of people think therapy I don't even know what what they think at this point, but therapy is meant to go into a room and talk about a situation in such detail that you can now realize in in a safe setting what was appropriate and what wasn't. Mm. And you're with somebody that is able to help you recognize, you know, you weren't actually in the wrong there. Mm. Because what happens is you'll go through an experience, you'll be, you'll have some sort of trauma and you'll tie it to you or the event. But what you don't factor in is that that probably wasn't meant to happen or that was a one-off case. Yeah. And that was not a normal thing. So therapy really helps you get through it by talking through it and sharing the details with someone so you're not holding it all to yourself and so you're actually unpacking this stuff 
you're literally, almost literally unpacking. You're you're taking all of this stuff. The situation was one, one by one. Yeah. You, you're sharing info of this is what happened. This is why I did it. This is what it caused me. You were alleviating yeah. all of that, like, pressure. It's like a headache. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Uh, um, we've traded so many, within that one example, we've traded so many little life lessons in there. But I feel like I was the last person to say <laughs> the the freight train. So that's a life lesson in itself. So it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the, the freight train was, that's a good analogy. There's a lot of things that, that fall under the category of the similar vibe, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, Here's one. You become what you feed yourself. Mm. And so I'm a huge advocate. I've seen it happen a million and one times that, that this has become a part of my book of life lessons. Um, you become who you surround yourself with. I don't care who you are and what type of skill set you think you have. You will subliminally become the five people you are around. Guaranteed. Yeah. I am putting my stamp on that. Who said that or which book was that I from? know it, man. That's one of those things that is Oprah saint. Winfrey. Michael Jordan has probably been quoted at saying that yeah, yeah everyone's it's been, been so misquoted but um if your five best friends are millionaires you'll become the six it's it's it, essentially your odds are so great because you're looking at how millionaires function uh, not necessarily in terms of achieving things but if but like cynicism okay yeah. if you're in a group of people that are consistently the world sucks is that is the most cancerous thing oh. that'll take over your mind I swear to god that i have so exhausted and such a huge radar for when I'm around someone that is always bitching and complaining about life, about how nothing goes their way, yet they're not doing anything about it. It's yeah. it's annoying as shit. So, okay, you don't do anything about it. Haven't you ever been around someone that's negative and you feel like the only way to get them to sort of be like huh, engaged in the conversation is to sort of bitch with them? Yeah. And it's like... It's the only way you get their energy. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to be like, you actually believe that? No way. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so they, they fight you. So, just monitor that. If you are in a bad situation, you have some grounds to potentially hold a little bit of blame to who you're surrounding yourself with. 100%. Yeah, so, it, it works for millionaires and it works for being a piece of shit. It's like, if your five best friends are pieces of shit, and be the sixth, man. And you got to watch longevity can also be a cancerous thought because a lot of people, there's a bunch of relationships. You longevity? longevity is, um, if you're in a relationship, let's say with your high school sweetheart. Mm. Okay. Um, and you go about life because you love the story and you've been together for so long that you owe it to them. You owe it to the story. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you really don't love them anymore or you're not really friends with them anymore. Friends is a big one, man. The amount of friends that come in your life, you don't have to keep them all. Yeah. Like there's that, that saying, uh, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah. And it's like, you got to factor in some people and some seasons can last longer than others. Friends or relationships. Yeah. It's so true what you're saying about this whole, like, uh, sometimes we, we force it to happen just because of that reason. Yes. Or because we feel like so many memories, like I was with them as a teenager, the teenage years, I wonder how. How, how many people are screwed up by that? Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, Blink-182 is in a such a protected spot in my world. It's the holy grail. Because of my teenage years. And if you think about <laughs> this, a lot of us have things that we carry on the rest of our lives that we that we got involved with in the teenage years because we're so full of hormones Yeah. that the, the rush and the feeling that we get in these moments listening to these bands cannot be replicated later in life because you're not really... You've leveled out. So Blink-182, when you're a teenager, life in your brain is actually different as a teenager. You can watch that mind explained on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your brain is actually very different. And so when Blink-182 was involved in my life, which was when I was like 12 years old to all until now, I went through a lot of life changes going to school. My, my parents moved into Dallas and Blink-182 was a constant that was just sort of playing that... You were raised by Blink-182 uh, in, at some In points. a musical sense, I, I really related, not maybe not related to the lyrics, but th there were soundtracks to that time of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people look and go, why is this guy so obsessed with Blink-182? I'm obsessed because it's some of my favorite music. Those guys were my idols at the yeah. time. And uh, it's it's heavily tied to nostalgia. You MRI your brain and there will be like, like five pyramids leading up to Blink-182. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like a holy temple <laughs> at the top. Of like just things, you know? Um, 
But yeah, that would that would be a big one. Is that um, you you become who you surround yourself with, and who you inject in your life, who you spend your time with, who you choose to spend your time with. It's a hard thing. Yeah. Like, I've had to cut negative people out. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do because you feel bad because you sort of feel like the saving grace for this person. But I promise you, the only saving is going to come from them and therapy or whatever they choose to do. You can't change people. Another one. Oh, there you go. That's a contradictory one. You cannot change people. Nah, we'll always we, debate this We forever. have debated this many episodes. You can totally change people. You, you cannot. Can, change comes within, no, not without. That, that same concept of... Oh, I'm spinning now. That same, <laughs> <laughs> that same concept of... Your five best, you will become your five best friends is exactly how I think of like being able to change others. If you are that person, if, if someone is surrounded by you and you think a certain way, you are affecting them. No. You are changing no, 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 no. them. You, you only change. Let's not, let's, not, let's not blur the line of effect versus change. No, that's how change happens. You no, start to affect people. You want to change someone, they got to be willing to change on the inside. Look at all these people that are repeat offenders of things, poor relationships, uh, whatever it is in their life, whatever vice they have, yeah. they're repeat offenders because they don't want to change. If you want to change, you take the action from within. Okay, look, I, I do agree with you on that. That to to be able to change, you need there has to be an immense amount of responsibility on yourself to be like, okay, I am willing to change. Yeah. Okay. But what's but I do think you have the power to affect how people think. I just you can inspire. You can inspire, which you, leads to change. But you no, know, but that's different. You're now tying the two. One hundred percent, I should tie the two no, because you, that's how it works. The only way you can, on a, if you go right down to the core of it, yeah. the only way you can change someone is if they are receptive and open to change themselves. Why I say that is because a lot of people beat themselves up when they end a relationship or they leave a friendship, thinking I'm ditching them, I'm leaving them. No, you're not. Yeah, you were there. You were a positive influence in their life. And if they weren't going to change here, then then. How long is it going to take until they realize they need to change? Some people need to lose in order to gain. Okay. Well, look. I'll, oh, my I'll, God. I'll lose on this one. I'll lose on this that was one good, just man. to gain. I do think. That yeah, was really good. That was really good. Where's uh, calling response now? Yeah, Where's calling response now? <laughs> he's, out, he, he's out creating sick shit. That was good, man. Um, I do think you're right. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, limiting factor for change is a personal responsibility to accept and be willing to change. You're very right on that. Um, but you as an outsider always has an impact. Look, I agree you that... that and look, that's where impact happens. Inspiration is essential. Inspiration is the seed for a lot of things. Yeah. But inspiration is only ever going to grow if that person is willing to have something grow within. You got to have the water think, ready. But don't you think you can be that cancerous goodness? You know what I mean? Like, it just it, Like, how can we say... You are your five best friends, but then we also say you can't change others. Like, it, it contradicts itself. No. Look, you can be inspired. Okay, you, you hang around with negative people. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They inspire you to be like them, they, to think like them. Yes. If you don't want that, you won't be friends with them. Meaning, if you don't want to change, mm. you wouldn't be hanging out with that group. Same with positive things. If you're in a group with five millionaires, it doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. It means that you're around people that have a good influence financially. Mm. If you become a millionaire, it's because you are willing to change. Meaning, you're looking at their moves. You're looking at how they conduct business, how they live their life, what time they wake up. Yeah. And so, you are willing to sort of plant that seed of change. I guess the reason why I'm so for this side of things is that um, I, I do tie it to sort of a mental health thing. I sat with mental health for quite some time thinking that I could watch YouTube videos. I could, uh, it'll pass. Mm. I can go on a trip. I can stay at the fanciest hotel room. And these things will influence the change. Yeah, yeah. And none of them had an impact. They had momentary gratification where I'm like, wow, I feel cool. Yeah. But it would always come back. And the only way I actually got out of that hole, that slump of mental health, was when I realized I got a problem and I need to go to a professional and listen to what they have to say. And at that moment, I realized, okay, I'm receptive to change. It's not working anymore. Mm. Is, is that one thing you've learned is like that mental health? You see, a lot of times people think like mental health or even like life just kind of happens at them, right? Like I have no like control it happens of this. To you. Yeah, like I have no control of this. So... I can't, but then I think if you sit with it enough, 
you know, you start thinking inside, you're like, wait, I kind of actually do have control over it. I'm just not doing something about it. And uh, yeah. me not doing something about it actually hurts me, but F it, I'm not going to do anything about yeah. it. Man, the amount of control you have over yourself is insane. If only yeah. people, there's a book I highly recommend people reading or audio book or whatever, Atomic Habits by James Clear. True. This book talks about compounding differences. Okay, so every day I wake up and I go for a walk. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lose 100 pounds when I go for that walk. But if I do that for 10 years and I progressively 1% do it a little bit more aggressively, yes. I will, I'm working towards that, meaning I am bettering myself every day. So many people think of the here and now. If it's not going to happen now, if I'm not going to get the raise now, if I'm not going to make money tomorrow, if I'm not going to be famous on Instagram, whatever, then it's not worth it. Yeah. But people don't realize any form of success has to start and stem from somewhere of their choosing. Mm. So you got to be willing to just honestly, make that Do you know how draining it is? We've talked about this. You know how draining it is to be around people that bitch at the system and complain and whine. Why aren't I there? Why are they there? It's because you aren't fucking doing anything about it. Yes. And to bitch and complain takes all the blame off of you. Because I shared this recently a few episodes ago where I'm like, nobody likes taking accountability. It, bro, I'm t responsibility and accountability is one of the biggest Life lessons. Like, if you want to, like, change your life, mm -hmm. take accountability, take responsibility of shit. Yes, of shit that is happening to you as well. It, yeah. I'm not saying everything is is not fair and whatever. There are some unfairnesses, but just try, just take it, it can almost be like a fun game. Try to see how much accountability you can take. In t but you got to watch it because taking too much accountability can be damaging. Yeah. You could start to take fault for something that really isn't used, which goes back to that point where... Like all actions stem from people's pasts, including yes. yours, right? But I saw a TikTok recently of a guy and a girl in the car. And the girl, they had like this thing up, this like um, caption on the screen mm. where it said like, when you want to complain about your day at work and the people at work, that he actually offers you real advice that will actually help. And it shows her being all <laughs> mad and not talking to him. Do you know how many times I've been burned by this? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which we shared? Yeah. I've had, many guys have, by the way. Yeah. Girls, like... I've been, I've been like seeing girls before where they'll come to me and we'll talk about it and I'll offer that. And they're just like, why are you always on their side? And to me, I'm like, in my mind, I never always go down because I know yeah, it's the biggest hack. Dangerous. You just got to listen. I just listen. But <laughs> the amount of times I just want to be like, because you're not taking any accountability, yeah. anything here, yeah. you shouldn't have said that to your boss. Why would you do that? You're in a work environment. Yeah. You don't run the company, but you're acting like you are. I would never say those. Yeah. yeah. Even though that's <laughs> what I want. In <laughs> but in my head, I'm trying to lightly plant that. You need to take some accountability yeah. that this is how it would be if if you were the boss and an employee was acting like this towards you. Yeah, especially when they ask you, like, what do you think? <laughs> no, I. But this is why I still get <laughs> yeah, burned because I still share it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I mean, if I were you, I always try to see the other side so it doesn't yeah. hurt as bad. Yeah. Like if ever you're hurt by like, let's say rejection or something. Yeah. Always look at it as accountability. Yeah. I told you I had, I've had in the past, um, girls message me and say this just isn't gonna work whatever yeah. in like the, the early dating phase and so i'm like okay you know it, it obviously it hurts whenever you get rejected at first but what i look for is my accountability in that situation mm. because they all started out nice they all started out fun in fact they were the ones dming me where did it go wrong yeah and so for me oftentimes where it goes wrong is i don't hang out with them enough i don't yeah. maybe text them enough i'm pretty distant mainly because Early on, I may have realized we're not compatible. And it's not going to go anywhere. And unfortunately, I removed myself without mentioning it to them, which is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we're all, we're here talking shit about girls doing this. Do you think we... we? I feel like I don't do this to guys either. If a, if a guy's bitching to me, if one of my guy friends is bitching to me, I'm not like... I'm not always like saying, oh, well, here's the other side of it. And this is where you're wrong. And I've never heard a guy be like, oh, you know what, Mark? You are kind of right about that. You know, so we talk shit about girls, but I also think it, it's not like guys are doing it either. Taking accountability? Yeah, like, let's say First the same off, girl, situation. Girls and guys are different. They are, As controversial sure. as you want to make that statement, they No, are. we're cool with that. Um, we the you're people. Right. <laughs> you're right, like, it could obviously go both ways, and like, I'm sure it like, does. Like, have you done that to a guy, and then the guy's like, oh, yeah, Absolutely. You, know, you know what, Dad? I never looked at it that way. I am a no, piece no, no, of no. shit. No, 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 it never goes that way. Yeah, though. okay. <laughs> I did it to my brother. Recently. Yeah, okay. And it always ends the same way. People are never happy when I do it. So yeah, I, yeah. I've realized, Dan, is it actually helping? And I'm like, maybe it's not helping. 
in that moment. Like I've done, I feel like I've done that to like my brothers. Because um, essentially, for many concepts, and then it didn't go anywhere nice. It still was like, why are you taking their side? They're taking it like you're kicking them when they're down. It's like they're, yeah. they're very much taking it like, why are you taking their side? And if only they saw. I'm not taking their side. That guy's a, like an asshole for doing that. Yeah. No doubt. He's an asshole and he should not treat people like that. However, at the end of the day, this guy is still your boss. Yeah. Still runs the company and still pays your checks. Exactly. Or signs your checks. So you don't, people like to go in with this like self-righteousness of like, no, I didn't do any, and I was the best employee there. They, it's always a skewed story. Yeah, yeah. And they're always the victim that I, I challenge a little bit of victimship where I'm just like, Look, how about some responsibility? Yeah, like, is there something like I don't want to sound like it's consistent victim sh- blaming and shaming, and it's not. Yeah, but it, there's a lot of cases where you need to hold people accountable for their actions too. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to put an asterisk on like I don't think it's just girls. I think it's everyone. We all do it. Literally, all of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that feels better than maybe bitching or complaining. I don't yeah. know if I necessarily believe that as much anymore. It's true. But. Um. Yeah, man, no, people love, and I know you've always hated, like, this whole, like, victim, like, everyone wants to, like, make a story and, like, embellish this story of, like, rising to the top. I, I don't hate it. I mean, like, I don't I don't hate it. If you, if you had a tough upbringing, then you deserve. Oh, yeah, 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 no, but I feel like sometimes you're saying, that. like, people, like, embellish that, like, uh, they lie about how hard it was for them growing up. I think one time you mentioned, like, Justin Bieber's story like i think no vi- i think what i mentioned in that context yeah i yeah. guess it was like justin bieber to this day will still play the card of i had no money and i guess i just wonder how long will that be a story because now he's been well he's been alive longer rich than he has ever before true and i've also heard that it wasn't from people in stratford that knew him and yes you could question the sources fair yeah that it wasn't as brutal. I mean, this kid would like smoke weed and apparently he was like kicked out of a mall. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but this is just hearsay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not like he was this like angel kid that was all of a sudden discovered and saved his life. He was begging on the streets. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, it's one of those. Um, damn. I th- I, I, that's it for me. I, I know I have like other things that will always come up, but when those do come up, I will share those stories. I think the last one I got is uh, people don't care as much as you think. Mm, about you specifically about you yeah we keep in mind you are in your head 24 7 your entire life so you see and experience everything that you see and experience yeah there's a lot of people that don't see uh your insecurities in fact your insecurities are probably so unknown to 90 percent of people in fact it is 90 percent of people yeah, yeah. i've heard only 10 percent of people notice the same things you do um that why are you living your life carrying around this baggage of people might know when only 10, one in 10 people would ever know. Yeah. So when you live your life with this insecurity of, I can't do this, I can't do that because what if they think this? And and I've, I'm guilty of that, man. I did that this podcast. We're all guilty. I did that with uh, thinking that people were going to think the Kayla interview was something that it wasn't. Yeah. That, But that's what happens is you got to challenge that and realize the spotlight isn't as big as you. And everyone has like their own tactic to get away with it. Like for me, for example, and I feel like you to a certain extent, um, will like pre will like pre joke about the insecurity before it happens. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know what I mean. Man, humor is a great way to just soften the blow. To soften the blow or to heal or to try to create an environment of safety. Yeah, but a lot of times the things you are genuinely like insecure about, or not even insecure, like things like you don't even like that you did, no one friggin' noticed. And even if they did notice, they don't give a shit. Or or maybe they do it too. Or they do it too. Like, you got to realize if you... And you're have, their hero for doing it. If you have a problem, okay, yeah. and you can fix it. Yeah. Meaning there's a solution. Mm. It means that there is a large enough market mm. to fix it. Okay, let's say... We were talking about this before you came in. Yeah. Lengthening your height. Oh, lengthening the limbs. Lengthening your... Okay, so let me tell you how much it costs, by the way. Yes, you're, please. You're uh, so my that. guess was 50 grand. But you're not a short king. <laughs> you're just short how tall, how tall are you yeah, you're a short peasant how, how tall are you uh you know it depends who's asking man if it's on tinder it's 510 you know i think real life like friends that i believe could call me out 59 okay you know but i think 510 genuinely so if you wanted to get height surgery 
height surgery. And, and this, I'm going to tie this all back to what I was just saying. Yes, please. Insecure. Be unique. Be you're in, short. You're insecure about your height. Let's take an example. You can pay $76,000 for limb extending surgery. American. Jeez. The procedure costs $76,000 and requires two hours of surgery and weeks of physical therapy. Two hours of surgery? Yeah, essentially they're adding in good. risers. I think either below your kneecap, I believe. Okay. Um, and so... Like rods? No, like actual like discs, man, to like make you taller. Yeah. Damn. And so that's where it goes. Is it off, I think it goes in your shin. Okay. Or, I feel like or in your... This is like a... I'm like, you know, because we were talking about attractiveness and stuff, but, you know, obviously you don't need it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This is such a shitty thing for people to say. Obviously you don't need it. Um, what uh, what height do you're like, you know what, maybe this is a thing I would have done. Should people be insecure? I, yo, height nah, is a yeah. real thing, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, I, I can sympathize r- with people's insecurities. Especially dudes. And especially one that is inducing so physical, like, traits. Yes. Like, like... To get height extensions, that's a very public thing to do. Is it public? I think you just come back and like most people are just going to be like, oh, yeah. you're going to go to an event and be like, wow, you're so much taller. You're like, what? Look, no, man, I've, you can, all, I've always been You this can height. grow up to six inches taller. If mm. you rolled up to my house six inches taller, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd literally be four inches or uh, two inches taller. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's no way. And I'd see over your fridge and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see all the dust. Yeah, no, I I think that, th- okay, so I've talked about this in, as like Turkey. Um, but I think that's a problem here with a lot of these like surgeries and stuff. Not enough people are open about it. Like if you go to Turkey and get hair surgery, hair transplants or whatever, I think. Man, one day, listen. 2022, one, the best guy trip you can do. Forget Vegas. Forget Montreal. Vegas is sick. Go to Turkey with all your boys. Everyone comes back. <laughs> hairlines. Friggin' up the wazoo. Nose job. Okay. Listen. Yeah, hairline I, to the nose job, you know? I'm, I'm, I think I'm for sure at this point going to do it. Yeah. I think so. Maybe in 2022. A hair transplant, not not limb extension. No, no, I don't need limb extension. I'm tall enough. Yeah, there's one limb. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I, I think, why not? Because I agree with you. There's certain things where it's like, why not do it? If it, So back to what I was saying, by the way, if there's yeah. a solution, why not just do the solution? Are you Because you're worried about what people are going to think, right? Yeah. So let's say height 76, or hair. 76,000? Yo, okay, okay, watch this. Okay, let's talk about solutions, right? Yeah. Some of the solutions friggin' look wild, okay? Not insecure, I swear to God, not there because I was researching, I swear to God, okay? Yeah. I was looking at how liposuction is done. Bro, this shit is wild. It, this guy was like the number one, like Beverly Hills liposuction guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like putting this, like, he just like, there's so many incisions and he was doing it on a dude. He's like, yeah, you know, because he's a guy, we're going to put the incision line down at the trunks line. Yeah. He has a whole line. Like, he looks yeah, like yeah. he got cut up and, like, they just put this, look, like, all rod. That, listen, all surgery to the outside is going to look like it's a big deal. So, yeah. the reason why height surgery, for an example, is so expensive is because it was only developed in, like, 2018, it looks like. Oh, shit. He's only done it on 30 people since opening. I'm, like, right at the computer right now. Can you go yeah. up to that before and after? Yeah, that's him. So, wild. So, this guy's in Las Vegas, the <laughs> Limplast X. Limplast X. And the reason, obviously, it's only a two-hour surgery. So two hours, $76,000, involves minor breaks in the leg bones, nails and screws, and physical therapy. It takes a full year to see the end results. Similar to a hair transplant, by the way. A hair transplant, $3,000. No scarring. Yeah. Still, it takes a year. Head wrap. Take away the head wrap. And head We've talked about this, man. Yeah. My biggest thing as to why I wouldn't go to Turkey to do it is I got to fly home with that shit. No, man, you can stay. That's what I'm saying. You do a guy strip where, where you're all head wrapped. I don't have wrapped. guy friends that would do it. No, you're all head wrapped. Okay, you could just like, I don't know, Arab pass. Is there is that is that a thing? You could just like no make yourself way. look Arab. No, no okay. fucking way. <laughs> and you're all chilling in Turkey. You get canceled so fast. <laughs> you're all chilling in Turkey, drinking tea, eating kebab while your head is healing. It's so good. Three grand, that's nothing. No, look, I know it's nothing. Yeah. But try to sell that to... The only reason why I considered this, just so we're clear, mm-hmm. is that I'm in a field that is front-facing. Yeah. And I want to continue this. I just signed with a manager who's going to start putting me forward for essentially like casting roles of hosts and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have the crispiest fucking hairline I've ever had in my entire life. I'll tell you, your biggest problem, not like you specifically, but your biggest problem going to Turkey is there might be a language barrier. And no, they, no, no, and they no. might spock your ass, bro. They might no, make no, no. your listen, shit look listen. weird. So here's, they, they provide you, <laughs> and they provide you with everything. Yeah. Everything from 
from when you get there to when you go home. Yeah. My whole issue is you have to shave your head fine, whatever. You got to be like that for you only see results after like six months. Yeah. And you okay. have a shaved head. So, so no problem again. Again, so that's not the issue. The issue for me, which is what I can't get around. Yeah. Which is why like, I'm like, man, I'm not going to do it. Is you fly to Turkey, no problem. They're yeah. the best in the world. And Once. it's the most affordable. Yeah. You have to hop on a plane. You have to go through airports with your head all open. They can't cover these wounds. So it looks like you've got this weird ass infection of all these dots on the top of your bald ass head. <laughs> okay. I, I laugh because I know that's like a thing you don't want, but like it's Turkey. It's like, you know what I mean? This no, is, I don't know what you mean. No, it's I, Turkey. It's like, it's like here you see an airport. It says like Canadians and then all other nationals. Yes. In yeah, Turkey, yeah. it's like. Turkish, all other nationals, and people with head wraps. Come on in. No, no, no. I, know, I, like, realize, I realize. You are part of the population yeah, yeah. with I, a head wrap. I realize people, because Turkey is the... Mecca. It is the, yeah, the of, of physical transformation. The epicenter. Nose jobs, Botox, yeah. lip, what a jaw, whatever. Um, so that's not the problem. The problem when you get back to Canada, and mm. you got to wait in that long-ass line where it's like, take off your hat, smile for a picture, and the machine's like, boom, and everyone's <laughs> looking at him like, what happened to that guy's head? <laughs> And then God forbid someone knows you and you're like, oh, I just, you know. No, you're coming back from Turkey. They've seen enough of it in Turkey. That's what I'm trying to no, say. No, what are you talking the, the Canadian border people. You just came back from Turkey and everyone on your plane came back from Turkey. Point is, um, limb extensions and all that. Sorry, guys. Your time has passed because work from home is about to end, hopefully. Okay. And work from home would have been the best time. You could have swung it. You, you haven't seen me in a while. I've always oh, been this I've tall. Always, yeah. Just my, maybe my hunch. <laughs> I think I got a new seat. So my hunch went. Yeah. I've really worked. It worked out a lot. <laughs> so it's, it's a little too late unless you want to take a year off a year, bro. Physiotherapy, learning to walk again. You're, you're, you're changing your skeleton. Yeah. And look, this is yeah, why awkward I, I running, think... bro. You're going to be the most awkward runner in the world. <laughs> you're adding six inches of foreign objects to your body to make you taller. Your skeleton is changing. For a hair transplant, all you're doing is taking hair you already have, just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the back to the front. It's just like they, they just take a whole punch. They just go, they suck it yeah. up and plop it in somewhere else. That is so, no that to me is normalized. Yeah. Even getting your lips done, that's Whatever. not, that's not, that's normal. Except, you know, the, the lips, guys, please go to a place that like friggin' equalizes the lips because a lot of you are putting lip injections in one side of your lips and they're not like smooshing it to the other side and it looks weird. Yeah. Have you ever seen those like lips, like uh, like the shitty lips where oh, it's like God, yeah. just bunched up at one? Yeah, yeah. The fillers just bunched up. Looks like they got punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to overdo it. Like at the same time, you don't want to overdo it, yeah. which is why you got to be sensitive to any physical trait. Now that we're talking about this, yeah. Um, that's why I'm like I'm literally on the fence of. First off, would I ever get a hair transplant? I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Not saying I will. Yeah. But I've come to terms with. I'm okay enough with the surgery being relatively painless. Yeah. It's not that huge of a deal. The and the risk doesn't seem like we're ever going to be like, oh, you know what a really good guy looks like? Kind of bald. Bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Same, like, same thing I do with, like, my, like, let's say my back hair. Yeah. I know <laughs> That's a good laser point. hair removal of back hair is, like, so secure because it's, like, not once in It'll history. It'll be a trend. Like, yeah. I know being fat could be, like, could become a trend. It's like, ah, this, yeah. this boy's rich. You know, this guy's got money and he's feeding himself like like they were in the 1500s. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fat women, that's <clears throat> that's my shit. <clears throat> you know? I think, um, yeah, we, we whatever insecure. So for me to get a hairline, new hairline, it's got to be way worse for me. Yeah. Like for me, obviously, when you turn 30, as you turn 30, your hairline obviously goes back. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fucking time for that to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Also, if you have that insecurity of voice cracks, I, I, I'm sorry. I no, so so that happens. So you gotta, you, yeah. you don't want to just go prematurely. I've seen dudes because after we we had talked about this multiple times, I'll see dudes that go and get like six hairs in the front. Oof. And I'm like, why? Yeah, like bro. your hair one is fine. So for me, mine isn't obviously bad enough to warrant wanting one bad enough. Mm. It, but I feel eventually, as you get older, it will get to that point. So it's like, do you want to? slowly have that get worse or do you want to fix it now i don't know yeah either way when i go <clears throat> you'll probably come <laughs> not because you guy. need it not because you need it just because yeah. i need some uh support hey man i'll, I'll head wrap with you no we got you man, man i'll get canceled for that 
No, it's I can't part of the like procedure, that. you know? Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying like wear a turban. Hey, you got like a nice, you got a full ass head of hair. Yeah, right? but see, I need six hairs right here. No, I knew you were going to be that type. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't need it. I'm telling you, there is, uh, I've said it a million times. You want to talk about le- life lesson I've learned, okay? There is no friggin' way you can achieve perfection, period, point blank. You will not be perfect. Well, because that's always changing. It's, yeah, it's always <clears throat> changing and stop falling for it. Literally, if you want to talk about a hormonal level, the same shit that makes you have a nice beard is the thing that makes you bald and vice versa. Ed, Ed. And if you have, so if you have lots of testosterone, you're going to bald, you're more likely to be- Have a fat penis. Fat penis and nice abs. (laughs) If you don't have testosterone, such as myself, you might- Exposed too much. <laughs> yeah, small penis. <laughs> small penis, right? No <laughs> fuck, nice hair. <laughs> Here's know? the thing, though. Um, That's why you're the you, Red Cross. You look at people like Steph Curry. Yeah. This guy's now the, the three-point leader. Woo. Yeah, in all of basketball, playing. okay? But if you were to put him in, um, let's say, in an art class, yeah, he's not the best anymore. No. He's a super niche and found his thing. So find your thing, be super niche with it, and you could be the best at that. Yeah. But don't think that you can just be the best at everything. Because even Michael Jordan's not the best at everything. I mean, he's almost. Yeah. But not the best at everything. And you can, man, you can like, you really can make your own confidence, man. Nothing is That's hard. better looking than Kevin Hart True. with a taller chick. You know? Well, nothing's better looking than someone that is confident and doesn't care. Oof, 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 oof. In a nice way. God you damn, know? it's so nice. All right, well, that's all, uh, that's all we got for you. For yeah, now. We, we covered a lot of shit in this We one. did. We did. Hey, uh-huh. we broke an hour. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Also, special shout out, as we always do, uh, to our uh, to, to the homegirl, Haley. You know? Haley. Yeah. Yeah, hey. yeah. Big listener. Big listener. Um, we appreciate you, Haley. I want to apologize because uh, I, uh, I don't know if it was her yeah. or her boyfriend had purchased some of my art. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't able to fulfill it at this point. So I had to refund the money. <laughs> you know, for all the people I could have shouted out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so first off, thanks for throwing me under the butt. But, uh, yeah, Haley, I apologize. But thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You're the best. Uh, and we love you. Can you hear this voice inside? Falling at the back.